everybody. It's just another Why Guys podcast. Back one more time. Getting all prolific with these things. I know that you're excited because this is the return of the cocktail hour. I know that you're so excited. I am too. I'm joined by a very special guest all the way from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Give it up for the great Nate Allman. What's up, buddy? Doing all right. Drove, drove nine hours just to see you. You drove nine hours just to do the podcast. That's the kind of dedication that we get. Although I will say, you've not traveled the furthest distance to be on my podcast. Not yet. My buddy Rod came from Michigan. It's a little bit further. So I, heard, I heard him the other day. He's a talented guy. We do got to work on his uh, connection next time. He's starting his own podcast. So I think next time we do it, we'll, we'll do a Skype session that will uh, improve the audio quality. So what's up, man? What have you been up to? Well, so far, this week, we just came down, and uh, for the first time in a long time, we've done absolutely nothing at all. And it's been perfect. When you have, I would imagine when you have three kids and a full-time job, that uh, any, cha- any chance you get to do absolutely nothing sounds like ideal. That's a vacation for us. So lots of people, whenever they have a vacation, they want to uh, do as many things as possible, get all the experiences in. We get lots of experiences at home. And <laughs> anytime we can get away from that, that's a vacation for us. I, I will say, I, as much as I've, I've been around you guys, for uh, a couple that has three kids, you guys still get out and socialize and, and have a lot of fun outside of just having kids. So it, sometimes you get, you get to have those life experiences. You don't have to travel to get those life experiences. Sometimes you just get to go downtown and have some life experience. We, we've, uh, we've been blessed with having plenty of babysitters at home. So whenever, uh, whenever we get the opportunity, we definitely pass them off we, and we'll, we'll pass those opportunities off as uh, a family togetherness time and uh, allow them to uh, stay with their <laughs> grandparents and and build those relationships which is very important at the same time that allows us to gallivant that's right speaking of gallivanting oh here we go this weekend this coming saturday <laughs> it's the return sir I didn't. I I wasn't sure that it would happen so soon after I left, but we're going back to the well. That is another alibi. Are you a little bit excited or not a lot excited? Oh, we're just, excited. We're we're ready. I've already started hydrating. Yeah, it's just, important. We have to stay hydrated <laughs> for everybody, all the kids and adults alike. Although I will say, of all of the venues that we've seen them in, Hard Rock is my least favorite it's to go the to worst, by far. But I, I beggars can't be choosers. That's right. I mean, right. it could easily they could easily not be performing that weekend. But it seems like they don't perform a lot of Saturdays anymore. It's usually just the Saturdays that you're coming down. I appreciate they, that. They stay away. They knew. Oh, that. Oh, they usually stay away the Saturdays. I'm, that's hurtful. <laughs> Jesse, the last time the last time I was at another alibi performance, Jesse and I had a little. It didn't go so well. <laughs> so hopefully uh, he doesn't hate me anymore i think it'll be all right or you know everybody everybody's got a love-hate relationship whether they know it or not that's true wait do we have a love-hate relationship whether we know it or not whether we know it or not i hate you because you're so goddamn handsome appreciate it you bastard 
So this is the cocktail hour. So let's discuss. Uh, you have yourself a cocktail. I pre-cocktailed. Uh, I, I'm on. The, I'm on a beer diet. But uh, what's your drink of choice today, sir? <clears throat> well, this is a uh, whiskey and, and coke. So my normal drink is a whiskey and diet coke. See, I didn't realize that. You should have mentioned that you needed Diet Coke. I don't need Diet Coke. We're on vacation. Oh, okay. Do you get the extra calories? That's exactly right. right. That makes sense. Not an issue at all. So we'll uh, enjoy a few cocktails while we uh, podcast here. So what what I wanted... Nikki and I were having a conversation the other day. I I, I, I saw a... uh, an interesting meme and I felt like it would be a good jumping off point for our conversation. What does it say to you that we live in a world where people are comfortable to lick each other's buttholes, but are uncomfortable with double dipping chips in dip. (laughs) So I think uh, you got to look at your different, your, you got to look at your worlds there. So if you just, if you asked anybody about double dipping chips, they'd say, you know, it's it's against the rules. You're not allowed to. And if you asked anybody in public about the butthole licking situation, I feel like in public people would say the same thing. Like, that's that's not something that you should do. You still think that? In public? If you went to if work... you just walk you, up to someone and be like, hey, uh, what's your opinion on licking butthole? You'd think that would be an issue? I think I think in the overall scheme of things, if uh, if we took odds on, on this, we w- went to downtown downtown Houston... Well, which we're not too far away. <laughs> I, I think, actually, I think you'd get a you'd get a mixed review. We're we're about as far away from downtown Tulsa as you can be, and still live in Houston. <laughs> Wait, did I say downtown Tulsa? You did. I meant downtown Houston. I got told I got Oklahoma on the brain right now. I'm I'm there on my things. vacation, so yeah. But that that is an interesting thing about how such a uh, a benign thing is. Uh, the double dip of the chip. I mean, we've all seen Seinfeld. If you haven't seen Seinfeld, then you know where you can go. And uh, can I can I uh, be a full disclosure right now? M- the number of Seinfeld episodes I've seen is probably less than fifteen. So there's a double dip the chip Seinfeld episode. I, I do. I know. So I know some of like the like the hallowed. I know of them. I don't. I can't. I'm not a person that can recite the episodes. Like I know the fluffy shirt. I know soup Nazi. But you don't know. I know the double. I knew. I know double dip the chip. Okay. I mean, I know. I was about to leave. I know some of them, but it's one of those things where I I really. It's one of those shows that I would like to sit down and actually go through and watch, but I haven't had time yet. That's so busy rewatching The West Wing for the (laughs) seventeenth time straight through. Or Step Brothers, Step Brothers, the case maybe. We did watch Step Brothers for uh, we did watch Step Brothers twice today, and uh, yeah, it's a good movie, man. But so back to the butthole licking. <laughs> Speaking of Step Brothers, about that butthole licking thing, I'm so glad I don't have a Step Brother. <laughs> I have two because that would be quite the. Uh, <laughs> Quite the transition into various. I have, I have two, and butthole licking never came up. That's thankfully. good. That, that that might that might be for the best. It would have been awkward. I think it's not really my thing. No, no, it really isn't. I don't judge people who double dip the chip. I don't judge people who lick various orifices. It's up to them. Just don't lick my orifices. <laughs> you don't. You don't want uh, just a little ring around the posy once in a while. No, I've 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 heard of the. 
all the uh, the jokes associated with that, and um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm. I I don't particularly enjoy butt stuff for for me. I'm not opposed to being a giver in that situation if you know the mood strikes. Right. Or, you know. You want to help out? Yeah. You never know what what button. Sometimes you have to push the right buttons to get things to go where you need to go. Buttons. Yeah. So. Well yeah. Done. Did you like that? Thank you. I was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> uh, How long have you been thinking about that? Honestly, that was a spur of the moment. It was uh, perfect. It was uh, it was perfect. It was a sperm of the moment situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cocktail hour. It's a beautiful thing. We are uh, currently not sponsored by anyone, but anyone that's listening that would like to join in and sponsor this wonderful podcast. As you know, I'm a big fan of the Tito's vodka. I'd love the Tito's Vodka people to come on board and sponsor this uh, beautiful podcast that's listened to by literally a dozen of people. <laughs> so uh, you you haven't been to the house before, but did you, I, I, I finally decorated this room because I knew you would be here, and I wanted you to feel comfortable and fully immersed in the uh, superhero experience that is the Jogpod Studio. It's, it's awesome. So I've not been here. I was at the uh, – I got to see the old studio – in uh, in Bartlesville, and this is an upgrade. A little bit. This is awesome. It's a big bigger spot. The one thing I, the one thing I preferred about the other one is I liked that I had doors that I could close, so it was a little more closed off from things. Right. So Nikki can hear everything that we're saying, and I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that, especially with the butt stuff. But since when are you uncomfortable saying stuff in front of Nikki? At cocktail hour. Cocktail I, hour. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, you don't get uncomfortable, Nate. Come on. Now. So so my uh, and. Uh, folks, if you hear like a a, a big uh, punching noise here shortly, it's because I got socked in the face. Uh, I'm not a big uh, superhero person. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But so the last real superhero movie I saw now, and this 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 is going to be a surprise. Uh, it's probably 1936. It was a while ago. That was that was a while ago. No, I was I was, I was younger, probably. Uh, eight, ten years old, and saw Batman Returns. Yep, with the Penguin. Yep, Danny DeVito, I believe. Yep. Uh, so that, that's really that's one of the last ones that I've actually seen. So not to say that I've not to say that I don't know Superman and didn't have my own pair of Superman underwear. Yeah, where and, are those? I did. You, I mean, we heard stories last night about your underwear. Do you do you still break those things out? Only on special only occasions. on special occasions. When you really want to get the party started. People pay money for that. Are you ready to be on the podcast yet again, pal? Every episode these days, you're jumping in. It's really nice of you. Can you at least not throw up like you did earlier? (laughs) Oh, buddy. Sit down, please. You can hang out, but you got to sit down. So, do you... You... you, uh, The Marvel movies are so good, though. I I feel like at some point you need to sit down with Miles and be like... These movies are awesome. We should watch these. I think I need somebody like uh, like yourself to uh, give us a lineup. Do you need me to say. curate a, a list of movies that right, you need to see? That's what I'm saying. Because we can make that happen. We, we've seen a fair number that are uh, that are not worth. I've seen a fair number that are not worth passing along, and and I yeah. would like somebody to say like these are the ones that you should watch. Yeah, pass these can, along to your to your progeny. We can do that. Definitely, uh, just off the top of my head, the first Iron Man movie is awesome. 
Um, the first Avengers movie is awesome. Um, I've heard of those. If you want to go old school, the first couple of Superman movies from like uh, uh, the the Dick Donner Superman movies from the early '80s, those are worth checking out. They are not. They don't have all the flash and bang of the new movies, but that's right. where I got started. So gotcha. can't really go wrong there. Let's see what else? You, you can't really show him the DC movies right now because a they suck, and b he'll be <laughs> bored out of his mind. <laughs> Okay, Got to keep him involved. Yeah the the new the new Superman movies. Then the stuff they're doing recently is it's not super kid. Fr- not it's not that it's not kid friendly. It's just not kid. It, I don't think it would be engaging for kids because it's dark and brooding and right. You know. Well, even like the so I used to be a Ninja Turtles fan back in the day. Yeah. And my son is starting to get in there. He's he's getting there as well, but. Like the 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 movies are just they're different. So whenever whenever we were coming around, it was all good stuff. We had April; she was hot and whatnot. It worked. She was a journalist, and but nowadays it's kind of scary. Like you you watch the super you watch the the Ninja Turtle movies, right? And it's scary. Like it's like I don't, you need to watch. You need I'm to show them. Sure you need to is, show them the Ninja Turtles cartoons from the early nineties. Yes, and like the first couple. Old school Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah, with uh, ISI's baby and all that good stuff. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's where it good starts. Times. So you you had sent me a text a couple weeks ago oh if I had bucket list items, which I found interesting because it was one of those. It was like totally out of blue and apropos of of nothing really that we had been previously talking about. I just get this random text. Hey, do you have any bucket list items? And of course, yeah, I, I have a bucket list items. But did did we decide? Was there a reason for that question, or you just wanted to have a conversation? Or, <laughs> um, so is this like Dustin and I, or like the entire world and I? So, so I don't ask. Uh, well, you, I mean, my podcast is for everyone, so the entire world. Yeah, okay. I mean the the world of people that will listen. At least to it. three million viewers. It's available to anyone and everyone. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that uh, I realized when I was talking to my shrink the other day, uh, <clears throat> she's Wait, called what? She, she's called my wife. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't really uh, I don't have a tendency to talk about deep items, to talk about deep things, and I have deep thoughts all the time, but I don't ever talk about them with anybody else. And so it's been encouraged that I try to. Uh, understand what other people are thinking and allow them to understand what I'm thinking at the same time. So one of those things I wanted to ask you was what are some of the things, what are some of your life goals? If you kick the bucket, so to speak, what would make you, uh, it's hard to say like after that happened that you'd actually be happy about jack shit. But, right. But what, what would you be happy to have done Whenever that time comes, because I have, I, I think about that stuff all the time. Right. So I was encouraged to ask other people about the same thing. So yeah. kind of like what what are people want to have accomplished before they go, like what legacy they leave behind, or what is it that when when at the end of things, when people look back at your life, you want them to be able to point to these things and be like, hey, he was able to do this, or look at this that happened. Right. Or, I did I did X, Y, and Z, right. and I'm, I'm very excited about that. And so what did you say? Um, 
Well, I didn't realize that it was that sort of a deep conversation. I kind of went like it was a little more frivolous. Um, and I, I have other things that I certainly would be interested in accomplishing. Um, but like a fun sort of bucket list thing is I would love to have like a private concert performed by Foo Fighters. It's my favorite band in the world. And if I could be in a room with 30 or 40 other people or, you know, even bigger. I mean, even if it was a show at like Kane's Ballroom with like 1,500 people or something like that, a small venue show um, would be something that would be pretty rad. So if they're listening right now. Yeah, Dave, um, you know, if you want to come over, just play some tunes. You can make that happen. We got good jokes. We do have jokes. Dave could come on the podcast. We do a live podcast with Foo Fighters. I think I think that might increase my audience a little bit. <laughs> I could definitely see that. But um but like other bucket list items, I mean I definitely want to go uh I I I certainly would like to go other pl- like some other places, like travel to uh some interesting locations. I've always wanted to go to the Cayman Islands. Um, and it's weird because that, that stems from, I, I like to read John Grisham books when I was younger. And one of the places that was a recurring theme in John Grisham, uh, novels was Cayman Islands. Like that's where like the shady corporations and the shady banks and stuff would stash their money. And they would talk about going to the Cayman Islands. I always thought that sounded cooler than like going to Jamaica or whatever. Um, what else? What 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 are some of your items? I know we talked earlier that you want to spend a night in jail, which I find interesting. Yeah, so that, that that's something I've kind of wanted to do. And that was just in the last couple of years where I decided that a night in jail would make for a, a hell of a story. Um, maybe too much of a more of a story than I anticipate. Uh, so one of the other items... It's kind of strange. I don't know if anybody else has this bucket list item. I would like to, uh, with with my dad specifically, I would like to hand dig a water well. And that's something that, that he's talked about that's got like a piece of technology, if you can even call it that. Because if we use technology, you'd use a six-inch auger and a truck that puts that water well down there for you, that drills it for you. But lots of my family grew up in in the in farming communities and whatnot, and and his did as well. And so we've talked a lot about digging a water well on his property. And so one of the things I would love to do with my dad is to hand dig a water well. And I don't think I've ever heard a single other human being that said that that was something that was on their bucket list. I I might win that one. I think that you are definitely the winner of that uh, <laughs> that uh, goal. So that'd be an interesting thing. So it would achieve multiple things. So it's a uh, it's a physical feat to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if you want to go, if you want to get sentimental about it, it's something to it's something to do with your dad. Right. So, something to do with your with your pops that you've talked about doing for for a long time. Something that. Most people do not do these days, right? Like I, I don't know anybody else. Oh no, that's not true. I don't know anybody else my age, our age ish, even give it ten years either side, right. that have that have ever done that. 
you don't you don't know too you don't find too many people our age that enjoy actually doing physical labor of any sort. There, there's definitely there, a lot. There are some, but it's they're infrequent, right? And, and some something along those lines. Uh, it's just not 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 run of the mill. Yeah. To say that, yeah, I want to sit there and dig dig out this well, this well to to eighty feet and case it in and what whatnot. Right. Um, I can't say that it's particularly exciting myself, but also, and it, not to get too psychologically deep on it, but it also feels like it's it it would serve a couple of different purposes one it's something that you could that you could do that then would provide something for other people sure and also it would be something that if when you were gone it would still be there like it would be something that's that like you put your stamp on things like i've made a mark here and this is you can look back on and be like i did that right that's a very good point and i'll throw a third layer on that there's something that my dad has wanted to do for a long time. And so being able to kind of... Not that he ever said that that was a bucket list item of his. But I know that's that's something that he's wanted to do. And if we were able to complete that as a team, I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Actually, it wouldn't be fun at all. But, <laughs> but it could... But afterwards... Right. To look back and be yeah, like... This the enjoyment is, of that. This is what we... And I... I I don't know about you, but I definitely have dad issues. Like I my my dad is the person that I care most about what he thinks and um you know, I my dad is the person that I want to please the most. Um you know, it's cuz that's the guy that you look up to. Is the when you are lucky enough and a lot of kids now aren't lucky enough to have a constant male role model in their lives. But that's the first male role model that you have. And so that's kind of where you always want to be like, I want to make this person proud of me or I want to do. I don't, and I also don't want to see anything that he would have wanted to accomplish go away before he has a chance to have done it. Right. So similar to whenever I asked you about your bucket list items, um, so that, that's those are the sorts of questions that I don't really ask that to that many people. Right. And then I eventually asked him about it, and uh, that was one of the things that came up for him was he wanted to hand dig a water well. And it's just a uh, it's like out of, out of all the things that could have possibly come up, it's like you know that that's something that I could help out with. Right. Like we we could we could make that happen. He so, doesn't. He doesn't want a Foo Fighters concert. That's basically impossible to do. But we can probably figure out how to dig a well. It, it might. It might be just as impossible. Who knows? But we'll, mm. we'll give. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna, maybe less. I'm impossible. gonna. I'm gonna guess. If you compare the two, you could get the water well done with less logistical and monetary headaches <laughs> than. Because I'm sure if I had an unlimited bank account, oh, yeah. I could get a Foo Fighters show to happen. Because. Right. You just got to get to the right number. You, if I just keep saying... Not not, not phone number. 1.1, 1. 1.2, 1.3. I'll just keep going until you say yes. But yeah. I don't live in that world yet. I agree. I, I feel like... So we had a... Uh, just to switch subjects a little bit. 
I felt like I imparted some important wisdom to your children yesterday. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you. And I like... <laughs> uh, I, although I would say, of all the things that I've taught to kids over the years, this was probably the most beneficial. And I told them that they uh, the key to financial freedom was, was property ownership. And I felt that was an important lesson to pass on. So, yeah, that, that's come up several times. And again... <laughs> I, I, Have they really talked about I, I, Not they... The B. <laughs> so Macy, Macy's brought it up about. Uh, <laughs> love you, by the way. Sorry about that. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> about why? So we we do own our own house, but about why we don't own other properties because that's the <laughs> the key to <laughs> financial freedom. <laughs> and uh, I can't I can't disagree. <laughs> At the same time, I want to punch you in the face. And uh, it's great. I'm glad we can have that that type of relationship. <laughs> I, honestly, it never occurred to me that that would then be, hey, Dad, why don't you guys own more property so you can <laughs> right. be financially secure? <laughs> I thought you loved us. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that that that. Well, now I feel like an asshole. Up. Just now? Well, I mean, another check in the asshole column <laughs> of things that I feel like an asshole about. No, that 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 has come up, um, but so I, I'd only be upset about it if it was if it was untrue. Now we just have to uh, make our daughter, our seven year old daughter, understand <laughs> what it takes to be a property owner, right? Aside from just your own house. Yeah. Well. You can't just go out there and push your name on. It's not. It's not like the Homestead Act of 1964, right. which is not a. That's that's not the Homestead Act date. That's no. I don't think so. Because maybe in Hutchinson, Kansas. Although I will tell you, it's interesting fun fact. My, uh, my dad's mom, her parents, did homestead in Oklahoma. Oh really? They did, over by Perry. Okay. Yep. They uh. Did the whole bit and went out and staked land out there and did that whole thing. So I'm pretty sure that wasn't in 1964. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, that was a false fact. It was, it was uh, close. I, some, some of us like to say alternative facts. Just depends. So it's, Not to make this political. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Yeah. We try to stay away from politics during the cocktail hour. We're working on it. We don't want to, uh, we don't want to go there. We, we oh, so I was gonna say of the things that I've taught little uh, children or kids or you know early teens, I really think that that's maybe the most important lesson I've ever shared with one of them. But now I'm realizing that it maybe was the the one that opens up the most questions. <laughs> that's harder to explain. Whereas the the last thing I taught one of uh, Nikki's uh, nephews was um, the the phrase "hottest balls." Um, awesome. Which <laughs> I I'm not sure what you would have <laughs> what you would have uh, disliked me teaching your children less. <laughs> well, one will get them in trouble in school, and one will not. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with the financial okay. freedom situation. Right. That's fair enough. So so this it, is what happens when you leave me to entertain your children. <laughs> we didn't not that try. you left. Not that you left me to entertain your children, <laughs> but they just gravitate to me. Right. I'm like I'm like the sun. Two children, they just gravitate towards me. I just pull them in with my tractor beam, and yeah, you get the gravitational you know, force. Makes sense, that's right? Well, 
I am the biggest thing in this house. So, <laughs> so, so having having Macy has been interesting. Yeah, because uh, so she was on the show last night, a, a nice uh, thirty nine minute show. It was it was good times, and uh, she's she's an interesting cat because she challenges us on every every front. Whenever we anything that we say, whether it's just standard grammar or whatever the, whatever the case may be, she will question it, and I couldn't possibly be happier. Although it's different than I thought our first child would be, she makes you really think about every single thing that you say. And sometimes I like that more than others because sometimes she says things. She she makes you uh, question your own statements a lot right. more than than you would than you would anticipate. Um, you're like you're seven years old. Why are you making me question things about myself? And you're just supposed to be like, okay, dad. Right. Sometimes you have to play the parent card. You just have to say because I said. Right. And she's like, well, actually, that's not. Like, Shut up. <laughs> just be quiet. You no. <laughs> You just hush. Right. I don't care that the Homestead Act wasn't actually in 1964. That's what we're talking about. But, Dad, I know how to use Google. <laughs> it was actually... Uh, yeah. Don't you think it's unfair that kids are going to have access to Google to, like, disagree... It's like, to point out to their parents that they're so wrong, whereas you could, like... They used to have, like, when we were kids, like... Well, parents were so much. They were so much smarter back in the day. Well, because was it, was it that they were so much smarter? Is that they just controlled the flow of information? Right. So we, if you if you wanted to find out, you had to put in some fucking effort. You had to go to the library if your parents weren't lucky enough to have uh, purchased a full purchased a full set of Encyclopedia Britannica's from some poor ass traveling salesman <laughs> to schlep on over to the public library yeah look at a microfiche <laughs> yeah the, the flow of information is definitely definitely different and i think our parents had the the benefit of the doubt on that on that situation right whereas now our kids they don't they don't have their own phones they get they don't they, she's seven she doesn't need her own phone yet no i i completely agree with that <laughs> Because then we become irrelevant. Yeah. All, yeah. all we would do is provide food at that point. Well, it, some kids, I would imagine, some in uh, in some places, they wouldn't even be providing the food because the kids would just need access to your debit card or they could just Postmates <laughs> or Grubhub or just... Right. Uh, yeah, no, Dad, uh, we just ordered pizza on our phone. We're good. Just deliver it at this time to this address. No, it's completely different. I mean, growing up these days. So nowadays, whenever somebody asks a question, where uh, we we'd have we'd have family gatherings and people would debate things. Well, now that debate has kind of turned into who can find the answer the fastest on Google. Yeah. So you, like you, you, we used to sit around and just and talk about stuff, mm-hmm. and now everybody turns to their phone, as opposed to just like bullshitting. And right. saying like, okay, well, trying trying to uh, push your expertise on everybody. Now everybody can actually figure out the actual answer, right? Which is dumb. <laughs> not it's, not actually dumb. It's unfortunate that we can't just lie to everybody and make ourselves sound smarter. 
This is true. I I did enjoy those times when I could just pretend that I was smart instead of actually being smart. I miss those days. <laughs> it is interesting though that basically I can hold in my in my hand a portal to every piece of knowledge and fact or uh, information basically anything in the known world sure. I have access to with this little device in my hand. Yep. You want to know you want to scary. You want to know about the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin? What he said about ver- his various times of his life? Sure. Boom. There it is. It's right there. Oh. I'm just saying. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'll tell you. I was like, I was like you're, uh, we're going to talk about Ben. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> we could talk about that if you wanted to. I, I wasn't. I was, I'm, I'm not conversational. I'm not. Uh, I don't have uh, conversational Ben Franklin autobiography stories <laughs> at this point. It's a Sadly. good book. You should read it. Have you read it? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a good book. It's worthwhile. I'm not saying it's like the... Uh, the the best of american literature but it's the uh it's i would say on on the uh not that we anticipate ever talking about this when we came up with this idea to uh when nikki said that we should do a podcast hey, a few minutes ago podcast um but uh ben franklin's really i'd say is w- one of the really the american story of like it was a guy that not not that he came from absolutely nothing um his his family wasn't destitute by any means um but he he made himself he made himself into a printer he came up with the the public library there in philadelphia he 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 came up with the first fire department where they actually organized a public service to put out fires because that was happening because they were, all the buildings were made out of wood and all that information all that stuff is there in his autobiography and it's really it's really interesting it's 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 neat stuff and so we also had some really so he was a he, he was a funny guy as well so they were if i can remember this correctly they were trying to get money from the from the Quakers. They're, so he was in Pennsylvania. They're trying to get money from the Quakers, and they couldn't. They couldn't get money from the Quakers from 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 that group for anything that had to do with war, because that was not in their. It was like against their beliefs, right? So it's cocktail. Hours. Just a second. Cocktail, man. Does this guy know how to party or what? So yeah, we're talking about Benjamin Franklin. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> early 1800s um Are you so sure? late 17 Are you sure? early 18 sure i feel pretty confident about okay. it just checking <laughs> so they they sold it to the quakers uh so they needed money from the quakers but they couldn't they couldn't say that we need anything about gunpowder pellets anything like that so they sold it to them as a fire machine so a like like sort of a a fire engine a device to put out fires right and so that's that was it so a fire machine well so they used that money for the fire machine which was actually guns hmm. because they make fire and and so they he he bamboozled 
The Quakers. Yeah, swindled. Swindled. As you might say. The Quakers into paying for guns for wars and battles that they did not believe in, which is fascinating. And and that's just one one example of interesting things that come out in the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. And I am not endorsed by Benjamin Franklin or... <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin, available on Amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold. Exactly. You know... I I'll I'll get around to to paying attention to uh Ben Franklin's autobiography when it's turned into a worldwide uh hip hop uh Broadway sensation like Hamilton. <laughs> <sighs> Hamilton. I'm never going to get a chance to see that play with uh Lin Manuel Miranda, but I'm not going I will say that I do love to listen to the uh cast music of that uh fine show. It's a lot of fun. I'm, so I'm not a I'm not a musical person. If there's a show that turns into a musical, I basically bolt. It's not it's not my not my thing, unfortunately. You just don't know what you're missing, sir. I believe it. I believe it. And I, I wish I I wish I understood more. But there's just been several several shows whenever I've gone to see it. So we saw uh, Les Mis actually in London at the Queen's Theater, and. Humble brag, sir. Humble I didn't brag. understand what in the world was going on. Now we were there with some people who were absolutely in love with it. They they loved everything. They loved everything about the theater. Loved everything about the show, and so we tried not to rain on that parade. Right. But it's just not. It's never been something I've been able to. I think I, I went to a musical earlier this year. I think you would have enjoyed. Which was that? The Book of Mormon. Okay. <laughs> I've heard about the. I've never seen the Book of Mormon. I've heard about it, and I agree that I think that would be something I would enjoy. They had <laughs> enjoy uh, learning about. One of the characters' names was uh, General Butt Fucking Naked, so I think that you would have found the humor. So you think that Butt Fucking Naked is something that I would be <laughs> interested in? I think you would have laughed. Let's talk more about that. <laughs> about being butt fucking naked. I think that might get awkward. So there's just something about a uh, a show like whenever you're sitting there watching a show, it's got a certain plot going on, and then they just jump into that one episode that turns into a musical. Yes. So everybody <laughs> stops and look and looks at the camera, and all of a sudden, like 19 separate people appear. Right, and they've got that. <laughs> so what you're saying is you haven't seen La La Land? I have not seen La La Land. I saw. <laughs> the unfortunate situation where they the uh the <laughs> the, the was it best best show what was the best picture the best picture was was uh stripped away from them not actually stripped but no you know you know what was interesting about that night so oscar night and we we generally try to see all the oscar name nominated best pictures and this year we we only got to a few of them but on oscar night we actually watched Moonlight like before we saw the Oscars. Nice. So we had just finished watching that movie and then switched over and watched the Oscars. It's definitely a powerful movie. I I didn't think it was the best movie to me, but I could certainly see how people would have taken it as the best movie. It's definitely It's it's definitely powerful. Right. Certainly not for kids. <laughs> 
but it's uh it's it's definitely a movie we're seeing and and interesting that it's the least expensive oscar winner ever like it only took him like 1.5 million dollars to make that movie that's all and it's the first best picture with an all-black cast so you know breaking down some barriers um but it's interesting that 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 uh, whole thing got botched that way. Just hey, because um, you watch the Oscars and you think it's Warren Beatty doing shtick, like he's trying to build the moment or whatever. Sure. But really, what's happening is that he's like, "Why the hell is Emma Stone's name so prominent on this card? <laughs> it makes no sense." Right. And so it should then, be the movie. And so then he just hands it off to Faye Dunaway, who just looks and goes, "Oh, uh, La La Land." So it's turns out what 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 sucks is that there were so many great stories that could have been told had La La Land gotten that moment of the best picture is La La as a uh, Moonlight. Sorry, I didn't mean had Moonlight been given the opportunity to get that spotlight right away instead of the you know next three days of dissecting you know let's blow up the envelope and see if we can tell which right. uh, what it really said and if it was a conspiracy and yeah. I don't know. I still have a couple of those uh, Best Picture nominees to watch. Have uh, Manchester by the Sea, I guess, is supposed to be really good. That's uh, We have that one. I may have acquired it by less than legitimate <laughs> means. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about here. The Dark Web. What are we talking about here? Nothing specific. Nothing specific. That's that's really what this that's really what this show is. If you're just joining us, this is the second episode of the cocktail hour. So, if I if I may take over, yes, please, because clearly I have no idea what I'm doing today. So what's uh, so we're here on the cocktail hour, and obviously we have a, a cocktail here. What's the What's the second most difficult thing about marriage? The second most difficult thing about marriage? Right. The first is is easy enough. Is it? Yeah, we're just gonna let everybody wonder about that. <laughs> so but if you go to the second, I think I think it adds some some amount of intrigue. <laughs> uh so, so what do you what do you find difficult about marriage? So you've been married for a little while and I I have as well. Yep. It'll be nine years this summer. For me. Okay, yeah. Ten for myself. Yep. Um what's hard about that? I think I think one of the difficulties in marriage is finding a balance between your comfort level of doing the same thing in your routine all the time versus doing new things. Finding a trying to find a balance between yeah, I agree. Because you know, it's so easy to get into a get up, go to work, come home, have dinner, watch TV, whatever, go well, to bed. Well, you find something that works, and it, and it works perfectly for your particular situation, but that doesn't add excitement to the to the everyday. It doesn't add excitement to your to your evenings, to your weekends. And I think you you do get into that routine, and routine is nice. I, I'm a fan of routine. I love knowing what I'm going to do when I'm going to do it. But in terms of a marriage, that can ultimately cause problems when you get into the routine, and then it's just 
routine. Whereas like, so then all of a sudden, like, you know what's going to happen. But like, if you're, if you're dating, there's, there's excitement because you don't know what the fuck is going to happen on your next date. You don't know what's going to, what's going to go on. You don't know where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. So I agree that that's a, although I would say that routine helps us in our, in our everyday. Right. It also w- causes some issues. Sure. In the long term. I I would, I would guess, and I don't know this from experience, but I would guess having three kids in the mix routine is often more benefit than negative. Well, so I, that, that's at an least interest. For, at least for the kids. All right. So anybody that's got three kids, two or three kids, uh, listen up because it's an interesting thing because yes, ha- having a routine really helps if you want to talk about efficiency and get, getting your daily activities done. Routine is all there is. So you, you've got to know, like, every other day we're going to do baths for the, for, the, for the kids, and here's how the baths are going to work. And, but then all of a sudden, <clears throat> let's say three months down the line, you've had the same routine every single day. And it's, you get up, you get kids ready for school, you get their lunches ready, I leave at 6.30 in the morning, my wife finishes getting the kids ready, dressed, gets them off to school, she does her, her side job, which is staging, ready for sale, by the way, shameless plug. <laughs> and, but anyways. Hey, promote away, sir. <laughs> so, but then, I, have a, I have a huge Bartlesville presence, so it's important to get her, <laughs> uh, her business out there. But you you do that you so you're the most efficient thing is is the routines, but then three months down the line, what you have is three months of routine, and that is not good for relationship. That's not so. My wife and I have our own relationship, and that's something we work really hard to protect. And uh, and if you just have a routine that mostly involves the kids. It gets, as you, again, it gets routine. So you kind of have to break it up from time to time. And so you still have to make their, their, their situation with school and, and extracurricular activities, you have to make that flow seamlessly. But the best way to do that is not the best way for a marriage to run. And so that it's an interesting thing to try to run your family at the same time, you might you might think it's the same thing, but it's really not trying to run your run your marriage. Because if I just ran my family the most efficient way possible, it would discount the marriage and the relationship that we have. And uh, that that's a tough that's a tough balance to try to to try to stay on to try to say like we're still courting each other as the case may be, and try try to keep that relationship alive. But also, we still have this, the, these kids to try to to try to keep involved, try to keep going, and so it's not it's not quite as easy as you might you might say just like to break into a routine. Because if you get into a routine and you stay in that routine for for too long, then uh, that that's where marital problems right are born. I would say, and then I would say the third most difficult thing about marriage is. Uh, 
looking at boobs without getting caught. I would guess that would be the third most uh, difficult thing. I've actually got a picture of myself with boobs and another, another friend of ours and <laughs> and I saw so I showed them to my wife. Yeah, interesting, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, see, I don't have to picture myself with boobs because I just got some. I just, I didn't want to have to worry about it anymore. I just got some of my own. I like them. So I like. I'm. I'm such a fan of boobs. I got some of my own. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a, it's a uh, product of lots of hard work and years of strife and struggle. You got to work for it to to really want it. So wait. So you have a picture of you with boobs. Are we allowed to talk about that? You can talk about whatever you want. This is the internet. Nick, I need another cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm very open with my wife. And uh, we were... Uh, I was at uh, a particular location with, with, with some friends. Oh, wait a second. This is... I thought you meant a picture of you with boobs. Not not my boobs. I thought like maybe you like like a Photoshop of something where you would put boobs on yourself. No, no that would be this weird. Is, this that would be super weird. <laughs> So this is a picture with you with someone else's boobs in the picture. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. I have one of those. Right. And so so I didn't want to so that 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 occurred and I I didn't want to uh hide that from my wife. Right. And so I told her the entire situation. She knew where I was at when it was when it was happening. She didn't at the time she didn't know that picture occurred or that somebody was sitting on my lap that had no shirt on. Right. Um, but I made sure to uh, make her aware of that situation. Right. Because I feel like if you're upfront about that stuff, then later on you're more likely to be allowed, allowed being loose term. Right. Uh, that they'd be more likely to be happy to allow you to 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 go to certain different situations because right. they know that you would tell the truth. Right. You would know they would know that whatever you said occurred. So if you said that you took a picture with somebody with a naked girl on you because that person beside you was asleep and is going to be funny as hell to take a picture with him. Sorry, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like if you tell the truth about those situations, right, it it helps your case to be able to do that sort of stuff a lot more and enjoy your time with your friends and not have your actions questioned. Although I will say, interestingly enough, that is the last business meeting that we've had. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. But you're coming to town. I am coming to town in a couple of days, uh, if the case may be. Well, you never if, know. Is, if I if I remember correctly. The calendar does indicate that that is the case. Okay. So since I've been telling the truth to my wife about all these various situations, right? There are other opportunities that are allowed. Oh, okay. Because she feels like if anything were to be the anything were to come up, I would also tell the truth about that. Right. So that's the handy thing it's about a, telling the truth. It's a good way to be. Now sometimes it can get you in trouble. Right. But. It might allow you in the future to to be able to do fun things. Now, the picture that I have, I had to pay for because, <laughs> and this is a good story, because the night before my wedding, we did the rehearsal dinner, and Nikki 
went and stayed at a hotel with her maid of honor and her mom and her grandma. And they were all going to get up and do hair and makeup and do all that sort of stuff. Meanwhile, uh, myself and my best man went back and stayed at our apartment. Well, we also had my cousin Andrew with us. And when we left the rehearsal dinner, we're like, let's go have some fun. So we went to downtown Minneapolis and went to what I think it was was it Sheik's? I don't know. We went to a, a, a gentleman's club and there just happened to be a uh fairly famous adult film actress feature dancing there that night. Okay. And after her performances, they were doing Polaroids. You know, you get your picture taken with the porn star. And so I have a picture of myself and the wonderful, talented, amazing person. I actually talk to her on Twitter occasionally. We reminisce about this picture. She thinks it's very funny. Uh, a woman by the name of Stormy Daniels. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm standing behind. <laughs> and I have my hands... Now, it looks like I'm cupping, but it's, they're really just hovering. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, at the bottom, it says, Breast Wishes, Stormy Daniels. Well done. So, I have that, pol- that Polaroid is in this house somewhere. Somewhere. I could possibly conjure it up. And, <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. No. no. <laughs> Breast Wishes. Breast wishes. wishes. I like that. And that is how I spent the night before my wedding. <laughs> Everybody's got their story. Classy. I do like it. I am a classy, classy guy. (laughs) That's, you know, we talked earlier about when you look back, what you want people to think about you. I really want them to say, Breast wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you ruined the moment, you son of a bitch. And it sucks because it's so much funnier. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a will, and I want it, in my will it's gonna say my tombstone must say breast wishes. Yes, oh, exactly. That has to happen. So beautiful. <laughs> okay, so we talked. So let's go back to the bucket list thing. One more for a thing. So we talked about the well, and I and I found that interesting. Do you have a just a fun, I wouldn't normally go do this sort of thing, but I would like to do X. Um, so, unfortunately, that's that's kind of on, uh, on, the, on the boring standpoint. Uh, but another kind of strange thing that I would like to be able to do that I don't think is on most people's bucket list is I would like to spend a night walking the streets of New York City. Like an entire night, so like as as we could like leave right right, right here. What is it? Eleven o'clock. Eleven o eight. Eleven o eight. So the same as we could now walk it is wherever we wanted to in in right. Houston. I think that would be that'd be an interesting thing to spend the entire night walking the streets of downtown New York City, Manhattan, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And and just see the interesting people that you end up that you end up seeing. Right. If you see a spot that you want to that that happens to be open for some ungodly reason, 
if you see a Kolachi factory, they don't have those in New York, by the way. Right. Uh, but if you happen to see Kolachi factory, wait. In New can York, I just say real quick? Kalaji Factory, super overrated. <laughs> so overrated. As well as Shipley's Donuts. Super overrated. But go ahead. So we had some don- we had some donuts this morning and some kolaches. And I uh, we they don't call them kolaches back in Oklahoma. They just call them like sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. rolls. Yeah. And the, sausage mo- rolls from Daylight Donuts, on the other hand, at Bartlesville, those are the bomb. That's what I'm talking about. That's, so here yeah. it's like it's like a thing. It's like kolaches. Yeah, we gotta go get kolaches. Well here in Bartlesville it's like it's it's just it's it's more food for your for your buck right and people don't they don't they don't lose their shit over it right. it's just what it is yeah. and uh but anyways so I, th- I think that 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 would be on my bucket list also to just randomly not not i don't have any particular thing i would want to do right but spend the night walking the streets of new york city and now you better bet i'm gonna be packing i'm gonna be packing heat just in case but, Nate, we all know you're always packing heat, buddy. <laughs> We're st- still talking about guns here. <laughs> Maybe, but that that would be an interesting. That, I think that would be that would be a hell of a story because you know you would get it raped at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> and on a light evening, yeah, on on, on a good day, you make that sound that Bonzer made earlier. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I wouldn't even try to recreate no, it. No, it's, it's not good. You, it's no, not good. it's not possible to do that sound justice. But so that that would also be, that would I'd say that would be one of the other uh, fun things. The if you want to call that fun, that would be one of the other little items that that would be on my list. Yeah. And I don't, I have never heard anybody else that that have ever, that's ever had that on their list. No, I I have a a, a thing that. It, kind of would tie into doing something like that and it could maybe be a part of that is that I would be very interested to go um and go to some of the New York comedy clubs like Caroline's or um totally like the comedy cellar some of those places where you know any number of people could pop in and, and do a set or I really would like to go to LA and go to the comedy store um, those sort of things, but um, New York, I think New York, I think would be pretty interesting. I I have no doubt you would see things that you never would imagine seeing. I think you would come out with some stories, undoubtedly, from that little twelve-hour period that you had there during the middle of the night. And uh, what not- I'm what I'm finding from your bucket list is like stories. way too much activity. <laughs> it's like way like I want to go sit on a beach, and it's like I want to go walk for twelve hours. <laughs> I want to get arrested. And get I'd, like to get, I'd like to get arrested. I want to dig a hole and go for a long walk. Not on the beach. Not, Not on the way. beach. Uh, in a city where right. there's like 20 million other people. Yeah, with bums. Plenty of whom are, can we say, a little crazy. <laughs> but they have really great pizza. So, I mean, you know, you got to take the good you gotta with You got to go bad. with the deep dish. That's the way to do it. Whoa. I'm pretty sure if you ask for deep dish pizza in New York, someone will kill you. No, I, you're I'm, not going to get raped. You're going to get murdered. I've done them before, and they, uh, they, <laughs> because that's where the story happens. <laughs> they called me a commie fag, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm from Chicago, and I've never been to Chicago mm-hmm. my entire life. Yeah. But 
I asked for a, for the for the for the deep pan. The deep pan. It wasn't at Pizza Hut or anything of the sort. I was uh, out of uh, Binghamton, New York, and they thought I was crazy. Go for the deep dish. I would, uh, yeah. I, I would imagine you just <laughs> or, just order whatever pizza they have and just go with it. They just they asked me what I wanted, <laughs> and so I told them. And then as I was running away from the store, was, <laughs> as they were chasing me with the pitchforks. Oh, that's too good. No, I have I had I have had myself some New York pizza because you're supposed to right. if you're there. It was a short stint, but I felt like it was a obligation of my own. I had what has basically been called New York pizza that's not in New York at in Las Vegas at Secret Pizza, which is my favorite pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Never heard of it. Is it on the third floor of the Cosmopolitan? It is on the third floor of the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is aware of this. It's so secret that everybody knows where it is. Well, two of us. Two of us. Yes. Well, sir, I know you said you didn't want to do us too long of a podcast, and we've been here for an hour now. Should we wrap this up? That's so probably a, long enough. You got a long drive ahead of you tomorrow. Yeah, we, we've got we've got nine hours, so nine hours plus the additional potty stops and uh, yeah. and food breaks. And uh, unfortunately, little one probably will not be in a good mood. Yeah, I think uh, there will be multiple of us on pills. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to take the what's left of the Evans and douse a little bit in the bottle? Just be like, here, yeah. just give this to her; she'll be fine. A little bit. They call it a whiskey thumb. <laughs> I think is. <laughs> If if my memory for my childhood <laughs> serves correct. <laughs> well, sir, I appreciate uh, you making some time to do the podcast. It was great to have you on the second episode of the Cocktail Hour, and uh, we'll do uh, we'll do another one soon. Maybe we'll maybe you can do an on the road edition while oh. I'm podcasting from Oklahoma later this week. Live as the I, Hard Rock as I travel deep back into. Oklahoma. I would look forward to such a situation. It's going to be a good time. All right, buddy. Thanks for being on the show. That's it for this episode of Just Another White Guys podcast. Special cocktail, cocktail, special cocktail hour edition. Easy for me to say. Sometimes it's hard when you have cock in your mouth. Anyway, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get cock out of your mouth. That's that's it for Just Another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. Ain't no man or man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here. Who can cause me pain, erase my fear Cause I got only love to share If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there